Chapter 27 Development of Free Private Cities The best societies that flourish in 2050 will not subscribe to today's ideologies. Joe Quirk, Seavangelist Free private cities are operating systems within which society can develop in an open manner. The operators, on the other hand, will focus their supply on demand. It is therefore possible that, over time, social orders will develop that do not correspond at all to what progressive thinking people of today have as their vision for the future. But there will probably be a great variety of different models. Perhaps free private cities will only be niche products in the future because the states themselves have turned into service providers. Perhaps free private cities will become the main model in which the majority of the world's population lives. If states fail, free private cities may completely disengage from them and become independent subjects of international law that also confer citizenship. But individuals will also want more sovereignty. Perhaps there will be residential modules in the future that can be airlifted for little money using drone technology. Each contract citizen can then easily change providers without the financial cost of dissolving the old household, selling residential property, and the like. This would be in line with the original idea of seasteading, according to which, if dissatisfied with the respective social order, residents could disconnect their floating living platform and switch to another floating city. This would further increase the competitive pressure on the city operator to offer a good product. It is possible that every citizen who would like to do so would have a kind of visible reputation account that would automatically entitle them to stay in connected free private cities when they reach a certain number of points. Perhaps there will be insurances that would ensure the safety of each individual, no matter where they lived. It is possible to modify free private cities to suit target groups and to design the city as an anarcho-capitalist order or as an ecological smart city with total electronic monitoring and behavioral control. Even kibbutz-type societies without private property are conceivable. Anything goes as long as participation is voluntary and no attempt is made to dictate any conditions on other communities. The market will ultimately show which scope of services is optimal and most in demand. Free private cities are ready to face competition. Systems that don't want that to happen obviously have something to hide. Perhaps the fact that privileged groups get enriched at the expense of everyone else? The Transformation of Existing Cities and Municipalities States that demand more and more taxes and pass tougher laws, but at the same time offer their citizens less and less security, will meet with resistance at some point. Especially high-tax countries like Germany, which knowingly and deliberately expose their citizens to so-called intensivator, multiple offenders, have no future in this form. Countermeasures are easiest to organize at a local level. For example, the citizens of existing communities can decide to live together on the model of free private cities. To this end, they either call in an operating company from outside or set up their own cooperative, 
which belongs to everyone but nevertheless concludes a citizen's contract with each individual. An agreement is reached with the current state on the future relationship to the national administrative structure or independence declared, the mother country offered adequate compensation, and the city becomes free. It is possible that international competitions will arise in which newly created free private cities will compete against alternative models designed by star economists and intellectuals. They would be populated by volunteers and the world would be watching. Concepts that have been discussed in literature for decades but have so far failed the practical test might fail quickly. A New Hanseatic League Successful systems are expanding. When free private cities are established successfully, they will multiply. It is obvious that these cities would then work together on the basis of their common structure and values. For example, by agreeing to set up free trade areas, facilitating immigration or mutual assistance in crisis situations. Development in the direction of a new Hanseatic League could follow, up to maintaining common institutions such as high courts and defense institutions. The old Hanseatic League did not interfere in the internal affairs of its member cities, nor did it question the sovereignty of the territorial powers to which the respective cities belonged. In this respect, free private cities are virtually predestined for the revival of the Hanseatic concept. Alliances Purpose-built alliances with other small and city-states are also conceivable, such as Singapore and Israel working together on security issues. An alliance of convenience also increases political power, whether vis-a-vis -vis international organizations or the desires of powerful states and groups of states. It is by no means a foregone conclusion that major or regional powers can simply annex successful free private cities or blackmail them militarily. As has been seen in the development of the city-states of Genoa, Venice, and Singapore, economic power entails military power if necessary. The Private Administration of Territorial States If cities can be managed privately, why not, as a next step, also territorial states? Let us assume that the population of a West African country is tired of the corruption and the kleptocracy of its political class. A movement has emerged that is seeking a referendum to hand over the administration of the entire country to an operating company of free private cities for 10 years. The parties in favor of the referendum receive an overwhelming majority in the elections. A transitional government starts negotiations with the various operating companies and holds a referendum after a decision has been taken in favor of an operator. One and a half years later, the West African country is the first privately administered state in the world. One can imagine how that story goes. Successful products speak for themselves. Free private cities are the beginning of a development that can change the whole world. Technological Progress Innovation and technological progress should thrive particularly well in free private cities. As a result, over time their competitive advantage will only grow. And as long as there is still one unfulfilled wish on this earth, we will not run out of work. 
Their higher productivity, combined with a non-inflationary environment in free private cities, ensures, however, that the amount of work that has to be spent to earn a living is constantly decreasing. In the future, one may only have to work a day a month to meet one's basic needs and another three days to fulfill other desires. An unconditional basic income, which is taken from those who have sufficient means under threat of force, would not be necessary. Blockchain and other technologies increasingly allow people to communicate directly with each other without the intervention of regulatory and costly intermediaries. They also enable life beyond state paternalism, even outside free private cities. The more state-independent cryptographic currencies and private state service providers become established, the more it becomes apparent how superfluous statesmen, central bankers, and other gatekeepers really are, despite their claims to the contrary. The advancement through change, both in social and technological terms, is accelerated by free private cities, because numerous political obstacles no longer exist. Trial and error can occur at a higher rate. The gap between free private cities and conventional systems will therefore widen over time unless the latter adapt. This will enable free systems to defend themselves more easily due to their superior technology, even against numerically far superior opponents. Technological progress also improves the defensive capability of smaller units. The era of mass armies is over anyway, and superior weapons can also give small states a certain security against aggressors. Just think of the Israeli Iron Dome, which can intercept attacking missiles and projectiles of small size. A kind of protective shield, as we know from science fiction stories, is within reach. This favors the defense and thus the emergence of city-states, much as was the case in the Middle Ages with their fortified city walls. Energy sources that produce energy in large quantities at low cost also allow for de facto independence, even in inhospitable areas. Low-priced seawater desalination in dry areas becomes just as viable as the operation of greenhouses in cold regions. And development will continue. New decentralized methods of energy generation, such as small modular reactors, access to high-speed internet even in remote regions, as well as vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, will also enable smaller locations to develop autonomously in the future. Other anticipated technological breakthroughs are huge and frightening for some. Robotic work, artificial intelligence, transhumanism and planetary colonization. These will not bring about an apocalypse. And of course, people are free to form or live in communities where such things are prohibited. However, attempts to freeze technological developments at a certain level or to use them only selectively will probably not be successful, at least not if the technology offers advantages, in the sense of easier or more pleasant satisfaction of needs. Why do people in all countries and cultures want to use mobile phones today? Because it improves their quality of life, despite the unknown consequences of radiation and the loss of direct personal exchange. Quality of life is always subjective. Let's wait and see what happens when the human aging process can be stopped. For many, this is not desirable. 
However, the extreme slowing or even overcoming of the mortality of the human organism may be necessary to reach distant planets. Genetic engineering and neuroprosthetics are also only in their infancy. We can only guess at their future potential. Just as man strove to reach the most distant corners of the earth, the poles, the highest peak of the Himalayas, the deepest deep-sea trench, he will continue to strive to expand. He's been to the moon. Next may be the colonization of the seas or the leap to our neighboring planets. Free private cities are a suitable operating system for this as well. This has been Free Private Cities, Making Governments Compete for You, written by Titus Gebel, narrated by Scott R. Pollock, copyright 2018 by Ludwig von Mises Institute, production copyright by Ludwig von Mises Institute.